Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal, some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. Yes. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great show for you. We got Brady Seals coming on. He's done some great things in the past, and I believe he's on track to do some great things in the future. I really yes. believe that. Um, and we're excited. I talked a little bit about his story and the music and to see where this goes. So, Brady, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, you know, it's so, it's so wild how life has changed, isn't it? I mean, it's like I was I was downstairs like uh, 15 minutes ago eating a taco. Now I'm talking to you guys. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, bam, it, it's all right there real quick. You know what I'm saying? Minutes ago, we're putting our little 22-month-old down for a nap. For a nap. Yeah, that's right. Nap here. Yep. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Don't you love technology? I do. Well, you know, I mean – there is some coolness about it for sure. You know, you don't have to um, leave, you know, a half hour to an hour before you go someplace, you know, mm -hmm. you just get online and just, just go, you know, and people see you for really who you are. And that's, and that's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. It is. And, and it opens mm -hmm. the doors too for people like us where we live in Savannah, Georgia, where we don't have to be in Nashville or be in LA, you know, or be right. in to interview some of the people that we have on. Yes. Yeah, and something else that's changed too for me is is how I write songs with people. Oh, yeah. You know, it's oh, it's yeah. through Zoom and, and StreamYard and stuff like that. And it's just really, really cool, you know, and, and, it, and it still feels the same way, you know? Right. Yeah. Love now, that. speaking of where we have gone, yes. um, I always like to start the show out the same way right now. How has COVID affected you and what if, well, some things you've done to kind of maneuver through it, as you know, that there are some things that you can do as an artist that helps you kind of maneuver all this. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, a friend of mine uh, who's a songwriter <clears throat> said it best. You know, songwriters are used to being holed up in a little room with no light in them writing songs anyway. So it, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it hasn't been a huge drastic thing for me. Now, mind you, um, the the emotional toll you know of of, of yeah. dealing with um you know just just the fear factor aspect of it um making sure my family's good my girlfriend's good and stuff you know so um but but it, but in regards to my career actually covid um helped me kind of have the time to like finish yeah. up this book that i've got out right now called god bless texas and me too and uh, it was, I mean, there's there's no telling how much longer it would have taken me if it hadn't have been for COVID. You know what I'm saying? So it's 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 actually been a blessing in some ways and certainly a curse in others. That's like for us, you know, we launched this show. It was Jan January 3rd of 2020 mm -hmm. before COVID even started. Right, and couple months before. our original plan yeah. was maybe 100 interviews. We thought if we could do 100 interviews the yeah. very first year that that yeah. would lay the a foundation for our show and then COVID happens and i remember thinking oh all these artists are going to need a place to talk a hundred yeah, interviews right. ain't going to be enough i told sandy it, it's our time to shine you know we just need to jump up and run with this and because of that let's do it last year we did over 300 interviews because of that Wow, that is amazing, y'all. Congratulations. That's really cool. 
thank yeah. you. And, you know, I, I remember when COVID first happened, too, and we stepped it up because at that time I was um, reaching out to mostly smaller artists. And I love small. I love all size we artists. Do. Yes. Um, yeah. But I, what, I felt like our show was too new to go bigger. Um, artists. Right. Right. And after COVID happened, I was like, you know what? Some of these bigger artists might actually come on our show. And yeah. sure right. enough, sure enough, we had Cassidy Pope, um, Randy Travis, Don McLean, Lee Bryce. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and then we Colin Ray, Colin Ray on the acting side, we had, Ed, you know, legendary Ed Asner. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden we have this show that COVID affected, but in a positive way. So, you know, yeah. I kind of joke that one day, five years down the road, if we become like a Bobby Bones show or a Ty Bentley show that will kind of owe COVID that. Yeah, that's right. Look, look, I tell you what, you know, um, when you read my book, you'll kind of get the same kind of impression mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. God takes chaos and he does good things with it. You know, he does. Um, yes. I mean, you, I mean, you look at the beginning, you know, uh, we were, we were a void, you know, we were, we were just a mass of stuff. And, you know, it was all chaotic and and, and had mm-hmm. no purpose. But all of a sudden, he made it have purpose. You yeah. Know? Oh, and yes. the same thing with you guys and the same thing with me, with my career and stuff. He's he's really, really taken it and done something good with it, you know. Love that. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, they like to ask, when did you know you wanted to sing and write and all that? I like to go a step further. When did it click for you? that it could be a career? Well, there was one pivotal moment uh, back in high school that was really, really cool. Um, Of course, I was always in choir class, you know, Mm. Mr. Pryor and, Mm. and, uh, you know, and I, and I did my thing. I was, I was always singing in church and stuff like that. Uh Um, And, and somebody had told Mrs. Robinson, who was the person who was in charge of, the Fairfield High School, that's up in Ohio, Fairfield High School Variety Show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and at the time, I was still a freshman, right? So it was it was the senior variety show. So um I wasn't supposed to be on that thing at all, but oh, well. Mrs. Wow. Robinson, Mrs. Robinson come up to me in the hall one day and she goes, she goes, Hey Brady, she says, I've heard from a couple of people that that you sing and um, would you would you want to be a part of the variety show? And I said, well, <laughs> oh, wow. I, I guess so. You know, I said, but let me let me think about it because I, I was a little nervous, right? So yes. so sure enough, a little little while later, I, I come back to her with some demands, and I said, listen, I said, really, what I would like to do is something really special. I don't want to just play. I want to do something really cool. And she says, well, like what? So my my whole thing was back at back then, I was and still a huge Prince fan, right? I, I love oh, Prince. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I said, I said, so, so here, here's my demands. I want to make sure that when I go on, I have plenty of time to set up all my stuff. I'll have my own band. We're going to play Purple Rain, right? We're going to play Purple oh, wow. Rain. Oh, wow. And, and, and I'm going to, and, and basically me and mom come up with this whole thing where I scattered artificial flowers all over the stage. I put a big oh, spiral wow. staircase behind me and a and yeah. we, we went yeah. to, we went to the right and we went to the Goodwill and we found this gigantic Venetian blind, right? So what we mm-hmm. did we put some red lights to come behind that Venetian blind 
and and all of a sudden we had this really cool vibe right and wow. and i will i will always remember that performance because wow when I, whenever you know like whenever i was getting ready to go on i heard the you know the whispers out in the crowd you know brady's gonna be playing or whatever so on and so forth <laughs> and, and when and when we got done you know the audience uh, audience went berserk and i thought to myself this is what i want to do now what terrible. did the teacher think when you first made them demands well, you know, I mean, she didn't seem to hesitate much. She was like, well, uh, okay, you know, so, but it worked out great. So I'm I'm very appreciative to Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> oh, wow. Hopefully Thank she knows sorry. how much appreciative you are of yes. that moment. Yeah, and, and Mr. Pryor too. Mr. Pryor was my choir teacher and he was always so, so, so talented. He was a piano player as well. And you know we would we'd learn um, Beatles medleys and uh, Queen and all these really cool artists and stuff at the time and stuff and work it into what what we were doing at school and it was great so so I had a lot of really cool people around me. Oh well, I love awesome. that. So anybody watching this live, be sure to share, share, share. And if you're watching replay, still share, share, share. <laughs> yes, it benefits us all. Absolutely. Um, so what are some hobbies you'd like to do outside of music? And I'm sure you probably found a few extras at, through all this mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love to hike. Um, that's that's kind of my go-to uh, every time I have a spare moment. Um, uh, you know, and there for a while when I was touring a lot, uh, when we would go out on the road, I would find a really beautiful national uh, park that was close to the venue and make sure that I had a ride over there oh, wow. and then I would walk, mm -hmm. you know, so I've, I've walked, you know, the Grand Canyon and some beautiful mountains in uh, Montana out in California. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just been great. I, I would love to be able to hike more. I, I just, I love it. I love it so much. Now somebody said they want to hear you sing Purple Rain. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Purple rain, purple rain. <laughs> I love that song, man. It's a really great song. Yes, it is. So, um, who are who's been some of your musical influence, and have they changed as you gotten older? Well, yeah, you know. So early on, I think a lot of it was uh, like, like, like early country music, like Ronnie Millsap. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and then and then like the old school country like Merle and Willie and Waylon, I, I just loved it. And then and then when I got a little bit older, it was Alabama, you know, and oh, stuff like mm -hmm. that. You know, yeah. Hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but but on the rock side, I would think you know there was there was Leonard Skinner, there was ACDC, mm -hmm. Bad Company. Oh, wow. uh, I can and, see that. And then yes. you know, and then on the pop side, it was more like Prince. Uh, you know, I'm from Cincinnati, you know, around Cincinnati, Ohio. So there was this band up there called Zap. I don't know if you guys remember Zap or not, but Zap had this really, really cool vibe. And uh, it was Roger Troutman. And he, and he always used that little thing that would put in your mouth. And it was like this, wah, 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 you know, and he, he'd use like oh, a wow. keyboard and stuff. And it was just really, really super cool. My first concert ever was Cool in the Game, right? So. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I I loved R and B music. And, you know what um, my first concert was was MC Hammer. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Back in the day. That's good. <laughs> I, I, I'll never forget. It was MC Hammer, and the opening act was was Oak Town Three Five Seven. Nice, nice. <laughs> I love it. If I had enough room, I'd do that MC Hammer move right now. You know. What I'm <laughs> yeah. Like that. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he yeah. he had a big fall, and I would love to get him one day on the show just to tell his story because I Hopefully think his we can I think his story could enlighten a lot of people. Oh yeah. Because you know, as as you know, as an artist and all that, just because you go up doesn't mean you're going to stay up. Mm -hmm. And you have to, and you have to run your music career like a business. And if yeah, you don't, you're well. going to lose everything. That's so very, very true. You know, um, and you know, it's it's funny because um, I, I I got a little boy. He's like, um, God, he's getting shoot. He's getting he's twelve. He's getting ready to turn twelve. That's oh, crazy. Wow. Um, but um, but his mom and I, we we went through a divorce uh, in 2017. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, the book has got a lot of stuff in there it it was like after that divorce i i really like dove into writing uh this yeah. book yeah but anyway it was not something that i wanted to do i was like oh my gosh you know i i, I was raised in church and you know once you get married you you stay married you know right. so yeah. so and it was hard for him too but but anyway you know we've 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 come leaps and bounds i've got a beautiful girlfriend now everything's fine but the other day, you know, he's and he's used to hearing me do my thing around here all the time. You know, I've got my music yeah. room here and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, recording stuff for other people. And then I've got oh, my wow. own projects that I work on and all this kind of stuff. So just the other day, you know, he, he was like, he's like, hey, dad, um, listen, I know that you used to break dance back <laughs> when you were in high school. Can you teach me how to moonwalk? <laughs> <laughs> right. so, you know, it's funny. It's funny yeah. how it all comes back around, you know. And and mm -hmm. you know, now now I've got a boy that's that's into the same kind of stuff that I was into when I was a kid. It's really cool. Yeah, we got a nine. He just turned nine yesterday. Yeah, we got a nine-year, which you'll hear from later because we always mm -hmm. have him ask one question to each yeah. of the guests. But nice. You know, I can remember when you know when he she was pregnant. Sandy was like, my boy's going to love country music. <laughs> yes, I played it all the time. Right. She played it so much that when we turn on other music, he don't like it. He's, <laughs> mad. He's like, I want to hear country music. I only like country yeah. music. Because we like, we're like you. We like, yeah, we, we like a little bit of artists in every yeah. genre. That yeah, we, love. we love pop. Or we have a little bit of everything. But he, he loves country. <laughs> I love it. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, my girlfriend, my my girlfriend's about half my age, right? So we we we're like, we totally see uh things in different ways and stuff, which is really cool, actually. But yes, but, um, I don't know if you guys heard, but Morgan Wallen's new uh, record just came out. You know, yeah. yes, we heard about. And that. we were listening to it. We were listening to it going to get the tacos. But anyway, we were listening to it, and and it's and it's really interesting how how R&B has infiltrated into the rural areas, you know, and, yeah, and, it it, has. and, it, and it's, and it's kind of formed this, it's, it's own little thing, you know, cause mm -hmm. you can hear it all over that Morgan Wallen stuff, all that right. uh, loose stuff in the back <laughs> and everything. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I mean, you know, listen, you know, everything's got to progress as yep. long it does. as we under, you know what I mean? As and long country as we music's always the been the music that 
that accepts everybody. You know, yeah, it's the only, it's always like, progressing. It, you know, even in the Johnny Cash days, if you remember that, you know, everybody back in that day said, oh, they're changing country music. Yeah. And, and, it, and that's not country and all that. Yeah. And I always tell they people, just moved it forward. and I always tell people who are hardcore traditionalists, I'm like, what's great about country is you have your traditional, you, you have your yeah. pop, you yeah. have your little R&B mix, as you yeah, say. And you're so so why can't country. I enjoy the other parts of it? Mm -hmm. Why does it have to be only one type of country? Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, um, you know, I've, I've made my own little pop rock records in the past, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, that, that, yeah. that I just wanted to experiment on. And I wanted right. to expand my mind and my writing ability um sure. and and i and i think that it's good i think that it's really really good to be able to know it all now now mind you you know um i i really honestly believe that uh that it's very important that new artists understand the roots of yeah. it all oh, i really do mm -hmm. exactly. you know, yes. to, to mm -hmm. go back and to understand what the seed was, you know, because yeah. mm -hmm. that, I, I, you know what I mean. I think that it's yeah. important. I, mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah, it's definitely important. Should, it is. Yeah, definitely. I don't think we should ever take it for granted or just skip over it like it never happened. Because if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be yeah. here. Exactly. Know? Exactly. That's so true. So, as you know, a lot of people they see people like Blake Shelton, Miranda, the glory behind Blake, Miranda, Carrie, but they don't mm -hmm. see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes not just to get to their level, but even on just a career level in music. Mm -hmm. And I always want to talk about that side of it because I think it's one of the most important things to talk about so people can know <clears throat> the truth behind making all this work. And I'm going to tell a quick story that helped guide us where I want this to go, and we'll talk about that. But back in 2014, we interviewed Alice and Steele from Two Steel Girls. And at that mm -hmm. time, they were full-time with music. And I'll never forget, I asked Allison what advice she would give an up-and-coming artist. And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, everything changes because everybody kind of owns a piece that you no longer own your own life. Everybody owns a piece of your life from that point on. They, um, your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're in that grind mode, you got, you got to say no to everything because you've got, you're grinding that out at the beginning of your career. Then on top of that, your family has to sacrifice. They kind of got to kick you out the door, so to speak, and give you to the world, you know, so they have to share you. Then, but then she added, but if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about the sacrifice side. Woo, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff to um, process <laughs> right there, you know. Um, yes, I, yes um, I think that. First of all, everybody operates in different ways. You know, yeah. um, mm -hmm. there's 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 some people that can keep a family kind of vibe going, you know, while they're out touring like that. You know, I mean, there's there's successful um, marriages and families all the time, like like Tim and Faith. They do it. Oh, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you know, and they now, travel together. 
That's right. Yeah. Now there's Blake yeah. and Gwen. You know, I mean, both of them are extremely busy. You know. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's 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 Nicole and Keith. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's there's all of those um, examples. However, um, I have seen marriages fail because of the time that has to be spent doing this kind of job. Yeah. Um, now, now, mind you, the job that I'm doing these days is much easier than it was back in, you know, when I was in my 20s where I was touring nonstop. You know, it was, mm-hmm. I think the year before I left Little Texas, we were out on the road 322 days that year. Wow. And we oh, made wow. a record. A mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So, so I'm just saying it takes up a lot of time. And 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 the book that I've got, God bless Texas mm-hmm. City too. Um, it it explains the sacrifices and what it does. Um, it's uh, you know yes, if 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 what you have is like super gigantic, then absolutely the world needs to hear it. The world needs to so on and so forth. But also we've got a God, you know, we've got a God who basically says, you know, what family comes first. Yeah, you know? that's so true. It and does. Mm-hmm. Family always comes first, and and uh, it's just like you know, it's just like um, God's relationship with the church, the bride yeah. and groom. Mm-hmm. That's the way. Yes. That's that. That's how He looks at it. It's that important. And 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 in the book, I also write about how I believe that divorce these days is a major problem with what's going on in society. They're single. Yeah, so easy to single, divorce. Absolutely. There's and there's and there's single parents that are struggling, um, you know, and the and the child maybe doesn't get a particular thing from a father or a mother. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, you know, my 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 girlfriend, um, she had a father who raised her, you know, um, mm-hmm. her, her mother not so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. And she and you know and she and she turned out great and everything's wonderful and everything. But she tells me, you know, man, I wish I would have had mom to go shopping with on Sunday or uh, whatever the case may be. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, so I'm just saying that, you know, I mean, absolutely. You know, when it, when it, when it comes to choosing a career early on, what I did was like, listen, I'm, I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to stay single for a little while while I get <laughs> yeah. done. You know what I'm saying? And that's, probably and that's smart. what I did. Yeah. That, well, you know, I, I just felt like, you know what, that, I w- I want to do some things that really matter, you know, and yeah. I want to I want to mm-hmm. I want to make some income. I want to establish my name, so on and so forth. Right. So I really tried to do that early on in my career to where later oh. on, like I am now, I can I can watch my boy uh, run and and yeah. uh, get on his little hoverboard and the whole bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so that's. That's that's how I feel about it anyway. We're just grateful that we can have a passion that we can do this together. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember when we first um, got married 18 years ago, that I was this big person in the motivational. Sp- I wanted to be a, my ultimate goal was to be a motivational speaker, and I listened to motivational tapes all day long. She listens to music all day long, so there was an issue when we would come to the car. Um, yeah. So we had to figure out a compromise where we'd listen to my stuff sometimes, her stuff sometimes. And I always kind of joked that she brainwashed me into all this music stuff. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it's funny how God yeah. works. 
because yeah. through that through those moments of bringing those two together then through the years of 18 years of marriage we would be out and about and they would i would run into strangers i'm not talking about friends now running into strangers and end up if and sandy would know if i'm two three minutes in the conversation we're going to be there 60 minutes just oh, yeah. know yeah. it. Yeah. And she would roll her eyes sometimes. She'd get mad sometimes. But you know what? Between the two things that we did of uh, at the beginning to all that, it was preparing us for this show. We just didn't know it at the time. So here it is now. We get to combine our passions of entertainment and speaking yeah. through our show. It's wonderful. And, and I mean, isn't it really cool how God works? You know, that's, yeah. that's, oh, what's, so, that's what's so wonderful about it. Um, but listen, I, I, I had one other thought um, about the sacrifice thing, you know, because um, the other thing that I mentioned in my book is um, anxiety, right? Yeah. Oh, um, yes. mm -hmm. when, when, when you overwork, which I have plenty of times mm -hmm. in my life, when you yeah. overwork, you 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 hit this critical mass kind of thing, you know. You, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You hit you hit like yeah. a wall mm -hmm. to where you're like, oh man, I I can't do this anymore. You stay up too late, or you're you're not mm -hmm. eating right, or um, or you're worried, you're stressed all the time. And I'm telling you, you know, um, I think that it's so very very important for artists, um, and just business people in general. To pace themselves, you know. Yeah. Pace oh yeah. Themselves. You know, listen. God rested on the seventh day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I believe, I believe that there is a time for rest. I really do. Yeah. Um, there is. It's so important. Because, yeah, because you, I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but there's been times where, um, you know, I'll, I'll take a break, maybe go have a cup of coffee or whatever, and just kind of chill out. And that's what that's when it hits me. I'm like, yep. ah, there, there's the moment, you know, there's that idea. Um, that's yeah. exactly right. When I, when I was upstairs for six hours, just grinding away, trying to come up with something. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't have been doing any of that, you know. So I, I really, really do believe that that space in your mind, you know, and yeah. um, mm -hmm. easing the stress will produce good things that's like last year we did our show we did because we do daily shows and stuff and mm -hmm. we you know we have to accept interviews <clears throat> when people can do them right. and so um last year for the most part we took sundays out there are, there are a few times where we had no choice to do it on the sunday if we yeah. wanted that guest right um, yeah but for the most part we took sundays off this year so far i've done a good job at making it monday through friday I mean, I've you know, been, it's been, weekends off, it's been several weeks yeah. now that we've had no nothing on Saturday and Sunday. Right, and so it's been such a breather to do that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Now, granted, if someone like a Blake Shelton ca calls and says, <laughs> hey, I want to come on your show this Saturday, he's coming on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Or, you know, we do what we have to do, but I still try to balance it out. Yes. You know what? That's really, really good and good for both of you because it's good for both of you guys, you know, because listen, if you guys are at one another's throat, you know, because you guys are stressed and working too much, well, the Chris and Sandy show is no longer, you know, so that's, that's why right. it's so, it's so important to take that time for your, for, uh, for yourself and for God. So that's good for you guys. Yep. 
<laughs> and you know, and little Chris, you know, he loves church and all that. Oh, he does. And you know, we 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 go weekly here in Savannah. And we, before COVID, we had two churches we go to in Savannah, and yes. we go down to Jacksonville and Charleston a lot for like day trips. We love that's that. kind of our yeah. you know a lot of people they go bowling and stuff like that. Our thing yeah. is day trips. We yes. go so that's we shoot right. down to cool. Jacksonville. Yeah. And usually when we do shoot down to Jacksonville yeah, or Charleston. Mm -hmm. We try to do it on a day of one of the churches that we like so that we can end the day at church, too. So oh, that's you know, nice. And, and so, he, you know, because we home, you know, even before COVID, we homeschooled him. So, so his church I is kind of his yeah. social. So that's his socialization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. Well, I did the same thing with my uh, my my boy. And and it was wonderful. Of course, now he's going to a public school. But. Um, oh yeah, I I know the whole homeschool routine. It's 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 a little grueling sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so now that we talked about the sacrifice side, I think we hit it pretty hard. I love mm -hmm. it when we hit it pretty hard, oh, but I yes. think people need to understand that side of it before they yeah. jump in to oh, this yeah. crazy entertainment world. Um, let's talk about the glory side. Now let's talk about the highlights of your life. And and you know what? You know we can start with you know. The little Texas. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> moment. Yeah, you know it, it's 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 funny because when I wrote this memoir, it, I started it about five, oh, sorry, about fifteen years ago. And oh wow. And, yeah, and I started it, and and I thought, man, nobody's gonna want to hear my story, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I, just, I just put it aside, and I was like, ah, you know, no big deal. Um, but like I said, um. You know, when when the divorce happened, I really started like reading a lot of Max Licato books and stuff like that. And oh, I'm yeah. Like, you, know He's awesome. you know, I th I think that I would like to be able to write something encouraging and inspiring for people as well. You know, um, so I wrote this whole thing. And when I went to my editor, um, Andrew Vaughn, I said, I said, you know, wh what do you think about this? And it was gigantic. And he's like, he's from England. He's from England. And he said, uh, he says, he says. He says, mate, he says, he says, I believe that you have two books instead of one. And I said, I said, <laughs> oh, what do you, I said, I said, what do you mean? He says, he says, it's too long, mate. Nobody cares. And I was like, oh my wow. gosh, you know? So, so really what I did is I, I cut it in half and I started the book that I've got out, God bless Texas and me in 1991 at the peak of little Texas's career. Oh, right. Yeah. So oh, wow. we had yeah. just, we, we had just signed the Warner Brothers, uh, put out our first single. Some guys have all the love, and uh, and mm. then I, and then I take the reader from there, you know, to where I am today. And I've yeah. got another yeah. book. I've got another book on the back end that's talking about the early years, which maybe we'll oh, do wow. another show later on down the line. But anyway, yeah. so, but but yeah, you know, I mean, the the little Texas days. I spent six years with the band and it was just amazing. You know, we, we had some incredible success. Um, uh, we were uh, ACM award winner. I, I think my, is it back there? It is. There, there's the ACM uh -huh. and, and, and the, and the CMT Texas uh, oh, wow. of the year award and stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, it, it was, it was a great time, man. You know, we had three number ones in a row and, uh, we were opening up for um, Clint Black and 
uh, Travis yeah. Tritt and Trisha Yearwood. And, and right when I left, we were getting ready to co-headline a tour with Tim McGraw. So if you can oh, imagine wow. it, yeah. Tim was opening for us. And then that, that that's, <laughs> that's pretty crazy, right? So, oh, wow. How's that yeah, feel? Yeah. I, it, it, see, I mean, and back in the day, I, I remember, and I talk about this in the book, I remember when, because um, I, I knew I knew Tim pretty well. My friend Tommy Barnes wrote his first mm -hmm. big, big song, um, yeah. uh, uh, Indian Outlaw, right? Oh, so, yes. So, so, so I knew Tim real well, and I actually played yeah. him my my love, which you know I put out, and 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 it basically I, I played it to Tim, and Tim wanted to cut it. Oh wow! I, I went to Tommy and I said, "Man, listen, man, I don't I don't know who this kid is, but he's not gonna be cutting my song, man." <laughs> so. <laughs> but, but looking back on it now, it's like I, I don't yeah. know. Maybe things would have been a lot different if Tim had it. But um, yeah. But, but no, you know what's was, funny about that story is um we have I forget who the guy on, but we had a guy on that we we do a podcast also called State of the Music Business, mm -hmm. and I brought this guy on, and he was, and we got to talk about the the struggle side and all that, and you know because it, it comes from the executive point of view, and he was telling me. That he says he wanted to, he said, you want to know a funny story. He says years ago, when I think he was at Sony at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He exactly. says, um, he said, these two dudes come. And um, I said, they'll never make it. There's no way. He says, I wouldn't sign them and all that. And they happen to be Kenny Chesney and, who, and Jason and Aldean. <laughs> yeah. So he was trying to let people know just because an executive says you can't make it. He says, don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, you just never know how it's all going to uh, work out. I remember sitting there one time. Um, it was like at ACMs or something, American Music Awards or something. I was sitting out there, whatever. This big, tall, lanky dude come out and, and sang Chattahoochee. And I thought, what in the? Where, you know, why would somebody, you know, and and then, and then he put that one line in there about saying, get hotter than a hoochie coochie. And I thought they ain't gonna play that on radio. You know, oh, sure enough, I'm wrong, you know. Yeah, that. huge hit. Well, how about achy breaky heart? <laughs> oh, I know, um, right? Yes. I mean, I mean, I mean, that was. <laughs> Yeah, I think Billy Ray Cyrus, if I remember an interview that he said, he said that that's probably the song that he hates to sing. <laughs> and that's the song well, that made him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess him him having to sing it so many times over the years. And luckily, you know, yeah. for me, with songs like God Bless Texas, which I went in and, and, and re-recorded, you know, yeah. and put it yeah. out as a single here recently to go go hand in mm -hmm. hand with the book. Um, yeah. It's it, I've I've never gotten tired of playing it. I I, I really really enjoy the song wow. song still. It's a great you know, song. It is a great song. Well, thank you, thank you. I mean, when it comes on, you just can't help but want to dance, and you know, yeah. And, and it's a powerful song about Texas. I mean, if anybody that's from Texas should be proud of that song. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's so crazy, you know. Um, that that song opened up so many doors for us um, as as a band, and, and then and then me as a writer as well. You know, it's like when I mention I'm one of the writers for God Bless Texas. You know, people are like really, you know, 
So it's, it's like, you know, yeah. and, and again, it's like, I'm just, I'm just so thankful that it all happened the way that it did. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I tell a story in the book um, about meeting George Bush, you know, um, George Bush oh, wow. Jr. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. W. Uh, so, but, but there was a Texas Rangers game down in uh, Texas, of course. And, and we were, we were down there and I went to go see the game and, and, Little Texas was supposed to sing the national anthem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we so we went out there and we did our thing or whatever. And we came back. Nolan Ryan, which I'm big baseball guy. I pitched back in you know in the Cincinnati days. Um, but no, Nolan Ryan was pitching that night. I was like, oh my gosh, this oh, this yeah. this cannot get any better. Oh wow! <laughs> it did. It did. When I sat down uh, in the bleachers and and I'm hanging out. Literally right next to me, George W. Right, which which was oh, wow. part part owner of the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Um, before he was a governor, before anything, you know, and mm -hmm. and we sat down and you know had a hot dog and just laughed and cut up for two and a half, three hours or whatever. And whether you're right or whether you're left or whatever, that moment was so cool. It was like, man, you know, he's he's just a down home you know, Texan dude, you know, and, yeah. and he was yeah. so cool and we struck up a friendship and it was really cool. And then oh, later wow. on, he, he used God bless Texas whenever he would walk in a room, like when he was running for governor, <laughs> oh, when he yeah. would walk in, God bless Texas would play, you know, and then later on, I think somebody asked him, Hey, you know, what, what's, what's on your iPod? I, when iPods were so big. And um, and and God bless Texas was on there, you know, and that's that's just really cool, man. I mean, he was a president, you know, that's so cool. Yes. Exactly. I exactly. love that. You know, people that we know that's met GW, all, they all say the same thing that I feel like he's me. Yeah, yeah. he he's really, really down, down, down to earth, man. He really, really is. And, you know, um. And again, you know, gosh, you know, in today's age with all of this political fire that's going on right now, it's just oh, so no. hard to see where the end result is, you know. Yeah. But 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 I got to tell you, you know, we have to just put our faith in God. God knows we got to pray for his will to be done in uh, yep. this country, you know, and for that matter, the world. And uh, and just and just roll with it, baby. That's all we can do, you know. Exactly. So Love that. So as you know, um, a lot of people, they see the artists, but they don't see the teams behind them. And I don't think the teams get enough love. So, <laughs> yeah, so I've always said on our show, they're going to get the love they deserve. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a couple <laughs> minutes just to talk about the team that helps you be who you are. Well, first of all, you know, again, the book has got a like, I think it's three pages of um, acknowledgments, right? Because yeah. I wouldn't be here talking with you if it weren't yeah. for all of them, you know, mm -hmm. and it started, it started with my mom and dad, you know, um, and uh, they were always so supportive of me. I remember uh, getting Christmas presents and they would get me keyboards and guitars and drum kits and all this kind of stuff. They were so supportive of me, you know, um, so it started there. And then, you know, all the bands that I've been in, Little Texas was a huge catapult for me now before yeah. little mm -hmm. texas before little texas there was a guy who took a chance uh, on me his name was josh logan 
and Josh had an MCA curb record deal back in the day, you know, and, oh, wow. and, I, wow. and so, so I went out on the road with him and a lady named Sandy Powell. Uh, so I, and I was out rocking and rolling, playing honky tonks for years. And then after little Texas, of course, I worked with Rodney Crowell, Bert Stein was my manager. Um, uh, Gary Haber was my business manager. I had an incredible law, uh, lawyer team. Um, and and then and then after that, you know, I mean, the list goes on. Every label that I've been a part of, uh, and 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 the people that's working with me now is Splash Publicity, and they've been going bonkers yeah, with this Sherry's stuff. Great. It's, it's, Sherry's oh, yes, great, yes. and uh, and it's been going good. Um, uh, and and so I I just you know I couldn't do it without them, my girlfriend, my my my, my boy, and my little dog. You know, so it just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it takes it all, you know? Yeah. And does. speaking of family, you know, we have a third co-host ourselves, our yes, little eight-year-old. So Sandy's going to go okay. get him to ask one question. And, you know, our 22-month-old little daughter, she don't know it yet. When she gets older, she'll be plugged in. But she'll probably be, <laughs> you can tell that she's probably, you know, the way she mumbles a lot, she'll probably be a yeah. chatterbox anyway. So she'll probably love that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I love and what's, that is what's so been cool. great about the show too is there's like he watches Nickelodeon a lot, and yeah. pe- and some of the actor young actors that he likes on Nickelodeon we've been able to bring five on the show for him. Wow, really? That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I wish that was like that for when I was little, you know. <laughs> oh man, I know, I know. <laughs> so he's getting, so he's getting talk to some of his little childhood um, celebrities that he likes. That is so, so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Hi, Randy. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What's your favorite food? <laughs> my, my favorite food? Yes. Probably probably pizza. Do you like pizza? Yes. <laughs> I like pizza and I like hamburgers. You like hamburgers? Mm, yes, I do. <laughs> All right. Okay. So pizza and hamburgers probably... Uh, top two and then from there like maybe tacos or mashed potatoes and ice cream that's it mm. <laughs> <laughs> so tell like me what yours is mm. mine's just pizza <laughs> <laughs> listen i could live on pizza i love pizza he could too he could yeah <laughs> i love it you got another question Bye, it thanks. Was, it was great to meet you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye. Yes, you do. Bye, thanks. Bye, bye. <laughs> Getting him used to the camera here. Hey, listen, you got to do it. My 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 boy is the same way. He is. He is something else. He's so gregarious with his uh, personality. I I remember when he was a little a little boy, even even younger than yours. We went to go see Santa Claus one time at the at the mall or whatever, and after he got done, because he, he had, you know, carried on a real good conversation with Santa, you know, and Santa mm-hmm. when he got done, he says he says you got your lawyer right there, you know, so because uh, my son's yeah. always negotiating, right? He's, he's always <laughs> he's always trying to get something, you know. Mm-hmm. I love that. So if you could co-write with any person dead or alive, who would it be? And what would you want to write about? I would say Tom Petty. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say Tom Petty or maybe uh, uh, Don Henley, you know. Um, oh, that's Don Henley. That's one of you my know. favorites. Yeah, not not now. I've heard I've heard I've heard stories about Don. Don Don's Don's hard to please, you know. He's he's, he's, he's pretty like you know. You you better get it right. And uh, mm -hmm. and I think you know I've I've heard tell that that some sometimes it, it'll take years to write a song, you know. Now oh, now wow. Tom Petty Tom Tom Petty, um, there's something that is so real and so earthy about Tom. That I just I don't know I just think that I'd get along with Tom you know what I'm saying yeah. I just think he'd be a cool dude to hang out with you know anyway, I love yes that. you know last February made the five year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years and I always like to tell this story before I ask the artist that same question because the answer she gave us is almost to the T of what she's living right now. I mean, she knew where she was going. And yeah, you've been on top of the world with your career, but we all got to have that vision still, no matter where we are. So where is it that you want to be in five years? Well, I, I I know this sounds crazy. Some people would probably think that I'm out of my mind, but I, I, <laughs> I, I want to get an RV. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to get an RV, man. You know, I want. I want to get an RV, and I want. I want to get my girlfriend and, and get the show on the road. Up. That's what I'm saying. Let's 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 go to the Grand Canyon. Let's let's uh, let's write yeah. a song on a rock. You know, um, uh, let's let's, mm -hmm. let's go out to Yosemite or uh, let's let's. Uh, I've I've heard that Banff, Canada, is just gorgeous, right? You know. Yeah, I want to go to some really, really beautiful scenic spots and and sit there and get right with God and 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 write a song or two. I just think I think that that would be so cool. I don't really have any aspirations as to uh, what else I need to accomplish. Like yeah, some, some, yeah. you accomplished you know, much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I've been blessed. You know, I, I mean, for me, I just want to make sure that I go out being a good man. Uh, a good, um, maybe a husband, um, but a good father, you know, I, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's where I want to take it out, you know? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And the RV thing, we would love one day to have enough sponsors or where a sponsor would pay for the RV and we could take the Chris and Sandy show on the road and we go interview people interview. from Come different... On. From different, yeah, um, different cities, artists. that way we can mm -hmm. pick cities that we like, and then and then when we're not interviewing, we can go enjoy the area. Yes, I <laughs> love it. Heck yeah, that sounds cool. Let me know where you guys are going to be, and I'll meet you there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So let's look fifteen years down the road, and wherever you are, you are. You're a success on whatever scale that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. If the person you are today could meet him, what would you remind him? Well, you know, I don't. I, there's there's been times in my life where I've strayed from God, but um, I've, I've I've always had this closeness to God mm -hmm. and trusted in Him to lead me wherever I need to go. But I would just basically say know who got you there you know um, I love that. Mm -hmm. never never forget that um no matter how good you think you are you know make it can sure all fall that you that it, it certainly can you know um 
I mean, health stuff happens all the time for people, you know, and, and, um, you know, in the end, it's, it's about our walk with God. It's about um, having him come into our lives to save us, to live forever with those that we love. And to me, that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. You know, yeah, you I know, that's I'm like still here in 15 years. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. You know, that's that's right, like with you know? us. Yeah. That's like with us, you know, as we went through our year in 2020, um, sometimes people would private message me and say, how are you getting some of these guests? And I'm like, because I don't know, it's got to be God. Yes. Yeah. Because I've told so many people that there's no reason a show as new as ours should be getting some of the guests that it's getting on. But yet here we are. <laughs> yes, I love I it. I love it. Congratulations, I mean, y'all. Because, you know, like they say, uh, you know, sometimes um, God will do the impossible so that only he can get the credit. And, 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 you know, I, I recently we heard a sermon down in Jacksonville and I love this little philosophy. And I, and I think it was what we did really yeah. when you look at 2020. It but I remember he said, there's three phases that you go through to, to get to the impossible, so to speak. <clears throat> um, he says, first you do what's necessary. You have to, you know, you, you know, you have to keep the roof over your head and all that, but you do what's necessary. The next yeah. step is you do what's possible. And as you and as you stay consistent on what's possible, you'll start to do what's impossible without even realizing it. Yes. Nice. I like that. I like that. That's a yeah, because, uh, you know, for me, looking back on my career, that's mm -hmm. exactly what happened. You know, um, <laughs> you know, and and, you know, the. The impossible happens, you know, I mean, people say, well, you know, is, is it luck, you know, <laughs> is it luck? And, and I'm like, well, you know, no, it's not luck at all. You know, it, I, I think, I think that there's a reason for it all, you know, yeah. um, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I mean, I do believe that you have to be ready when the opportunity comes. Yeah. I do, I do believe that there's been plenty of times. You know, we're, we're uh, through the years. I, I also dabble in real estate a little bit. I love real estate. I love homes. I love driving by and like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. But but for me, you know, there's been many times where I thought, man, I, I'd like to buy that house, you know. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. 20 years, 20 years later, that house is now worth, you know, quadruple what it <laughs> was back then. And I'm thinking, my yeah. gosh, man, you know. I should well, imagine if we all know. would have invested in Bitcoin five years ago. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. Or 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 Amazon because it's like, oh, yeah. you know, we 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 knew that they were the only ones that were shipping the way that they were. It's like, damn <laughs> why didn't we? You know, it's like so. So I'm just saying, you know, um, you got to be ready uh, to pull yeah. the trigger when it's time. You know. Um, but but, you know, I think I think that throughout our lifetime, I think that if we just constantly pray for God's will to be done, it will be done. Yeah. Simple as that. Exactly. You know? Because exactly. <laughs> that's what we've done with the show. You know, that little f philosophy that that guy had on from that sermon. Exactly. You know, we started the show with this I crazy ideal. Nobody really knew who we were. Yeah. Started the show. We did what was necessary. We just kept reaching out. We started with the people that we, you know, knew. You know, of course, the necessary part was actually starting because we procrastinated for a whole year. 
Um, finally did it. We did what nest. Then we did what was possible because I had a lot of contacts in Nashville and that kind of started the process. Yeah, and yeah. then later in the year, all of a sudden we started doing the impossible and we kept saying to, to each other, can you believe this? Can you believe it? <laughs> we still can't believe it. I love it. But that's how God works. Yeah. And it's a, it's a perspective thing. It really honestly is because if you think about it, what is above is below and what's below is above, yeah. you know? And, and, and it's like, it, it's, it's, it's really a perspective thing. Cause when you, when you zoom out from earth, it all matters. You're like, yes, you're right. What is above is below and what's <laughs> below is above. So exactly. it's a perspective thing. And I think that, I think that if we um, just try to let our little peanut brains go and let God work, he will be able to see it the way that it needs to be done. You know? Yeah. Cause I remember um, listening to Stephen Furtick on a um, message. We listen to him almost every week online and I remember he said that um, God will, you know, God will give you the miracle, but don't don't be surprised when He doesn't also give you the shovel. Mm. Very very nice. <laughs> meaning, I like meaning that. you do your part, and yeah. God will do the miracle part. I love that. I think I, it's and it's so true. It's so true. I mean. He gave us brains. He gave us bodies for a reason, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's to do his work. That's mm -hmm. the thing, you know, so I like that. That's very And, cool. and you know, in Deuteronomy, it talked about that God didn't give us wealth. He gave us the ability to create wealth. And that's where people so, get, that's where people miss so much. They think that you can, you know, this whole new age movement that you speak it and you get it. Speak it, that's fine. No. But you still gotta work <laughs> yeah. it. You, you got you, you work it. it. <laughs> exactly. That's so 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 true. You you do have to get out and get it done, you know. You can't just sit around and hope for it to be or pray for it to be. You gotta do it. Yeah. 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 I agree. Is that a couple questions? Yeah, I can do a couple of questions. Hey, how would you describe your music to someone who's never heard it before? Oh my gosh! Uh, that's a big one. Um, well, I, you know, I, I've I've been influenced by so many people. I think overall, I would I would say that it's country rock. You know, country rock mm -hmm. with with a tinge of uh, blues. You know, <laughs> that um, makes sense. Yes, it does. I would I would I'd think that that would be around there somewhere. You know. Yes. Right. And what do you want your legacy to be as an artist? What do you want to be known for? Genuine. You know, uh, just just genuine. just being just being me, you know. Um, now, and again, I think influences um, mold me, you know, help me. Um, I, I, I talk in the book about working with this uh, pop artist. Um, named Andy Sturmer. And he's he's the drummer and the singer singer for this pop band called Jellyfish. Uh, if, never, uh -huh. if you've never heard of Jellyfish, check out Jellyfish. They're incredible. Okay. But anyway, but with with working with Andy. And now we'll have to interview him. Ah uh, yes. Oh, he's, he's just he's incredible. Um, but but anyway, when working with Andy, what he would do is he would take um 
take take for example like uh like bad company okay like paul rogers singer for bad company mm -hmm. and you know maybe me and him's writing this song or whatever you know uh yeah we want it to be this southern rock kind of vibe or whatever you know and i'm like hey yeah man you know kind of like bad company and, and mm -hmm. he'd be like well yeah. you know what was before bad company was free and i'm like free and he says, yeah. He says, have you never heard of the band Free? And I'm like, no, no, I haven't. And he said, they're the ones that did all right now. Baby, oh, it's yeah. all no, right. And I'm like, Free? I thought that was bad company, you know? He's like, no, 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 that, that was Free. And I'm like, see, so, so, and again, when I went back and listened to Free, it all opened up. And I'm like, oh, wow. my gosh, yes. So influences and being able to take from those old grooves, you know, don't, mm. don't, don't plagiarize and don't, don't yeah. steal, don't steal things, but, but, but take, take, take a groove. You can't copyright yeah. a groove, take a groove, you know, uh, take a, take a, um, take an element out of those lyrics that, that, that hits you and, and makes you feel a certain way or whatever. And right around that, you know, and and when you when you start doing that sort of thing, you never have writer's block. You know, you oh, can right. always start referencing the one before him and the one before her, and you know, just keep on keep on getting uh, all kinds of cool uh, mojo happening. You know. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. Yes. Um, so as we come to a close here, um, final question. Let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they've got something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor. Um, yeah. They've played maybe 40 or 50 shows. So this would be pre-COVID advice. So keep that in mind. But they've played 40 or 50 shows so far. So they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage. Like what every artist says, that stage bug where they're looking over the crowd. The crowd's roaring for them and they know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Brady. I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. This is my purpose. What would, advice would you give that person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years? Well, I would say um, a few things. Um, first off, we've heard it before. The song or the songs are everything, okay? So <laughs> even if you're a great singer, if you don't have the right song, it's not gonna really connect, you know? Yeah. Being able to have the right one is, is, is what it's all about. And, and for the, um, the long run, I would say learn the craft of songwriting. Learn it um, inside and out. Learn a little bit of music theory, maybe learn an instrument, right? To where you can put it all together yourself um, yeah, mm -hmm. you, you know, like like when I'm here in my studio, whatever I play bass, I play guitar, I play keyboards, I I I I record my own stuff, I I, I do video stuff. I, yeah, I, you you almost have to be able to do it all to understand and appreciate it all. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. You have to, you know, it's it's kind of like a, it, you know, it's 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 kind of like a uh, um a real estate mogul not really understanding how a foundation is poured. Yeah. You true. can't do that. You, you, you have to know the ins and outs of what you're doing. You know, the, the like 
the bed of music that's behind you. Yeah. Learn it. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So so to me, I I would say more and more people need to do that instead of like having a chair turn around. Because you know, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. chairs turn around. That's that's great and all. But 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 my thing is is how are you gonna keep them turned around? You know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, and, and I and I think that it's all about the song. And once you learn that and you and you have a big song out on the radio that you wrote. 10, 15, 20, 25, 35 years down the line, you're still getting checks. Yeah. Right? Do that. Do that. Love, love, love that answer. So as we close here, tell everybody how they can get your book and reach out to you. Yes. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you guys. You guys have been so, so awesome. And um, hopefully I haven't wore you out. But, but. (laughs) Yeah. This this book here. Let me, here, let me let me put it up here for you. That's it, right? God bless Texas and me too. Um, is out on Amazon right now. Um, and uh, you know, basically, you know, it, you you can get it there, or you can go to my website, BradySeals.com, and uh, and you can get an autographed copy of it. You can get oh. the Kindle version there. You can get the audio book, which I'm I'm doing the audio as, as well for that. I, I read the whole thing, which was crazy. Um, <laughs> but 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 yeah, you know, um, and you can you can see the uh, you can see how to download the single there and also the video as well on YouTube. So and of course, you can hit me up on all the social media sites like Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. But that's that's pretty much it. Love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on today. And we look forward to having you back down the road. I love it. Thank you guys so much.